I can't deal with this. How we doing? We got Adam. We got Gabe. The usual compadres. How we doing? Doing all right, man. What's up? What's up? I'm doing man, good I'm doing too, man. Good. I'm doing good. We got the the usual the usual cast here. We're all ready to go, man. It's Thanksgiving. How we feeling? We got we. It is feasting time, my brothers. Yeah, it is feasting time. Um, <laughs> I sent you guys a video earlier about a, Sh- a Sheldon Rankin, how he was um like the reporter asked him he was like. What's your favorite thing about like, like Thanksgiving? And he was like, uh, "I could tell y'all it's doing family, but I'm 300 pounds, so it's the we, food." <laughs> dude, it is feasting time. It is feasting time, man. It, dude, Thanksgiving is where it's one of those times where you get overstuffed. Exactly. So, my question for you is, what is your all-time Thanksgiving menu? What is your dream like? Every time you go to Thanksgiving, it's like your dream. You think of, of these dream thinking of these dishes. Four, four dishes. Yeah, Just four dishes. All right, I'm gonna start off. So y'all already know my number one guess. Y'all don't know. All right. Rice. Yeah, <laughs> rice. Rice is always gonna be number one for me. I've eaten rice like every single Thanksgiving, my whole life. My second one, I'm gonna just go with some good old fried chicken. You know, can't go wrong with the the fried chicken. That is a very unique combination. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, brother. Um, Then, uh, basic. You know, I'm gonna go with the turkey. You never go wrong with the turkey either. Uh Uh Two two different types of chicken right there, and then I I have to go with mac and cheese. All right. Oh, mac and cheese is a classic. What you got? Before before I get to me, question for you: Does like in because I know in Hispanic heritage. Uh, and for Thanksgiving, like some people cook like typical Thanksgiving foods, but also some people just cook like regular, their heritage food is in an African dominated household. Do y'all cook African food or do you cook the ham and turkey and all that kind of Americanized Thanksgiving? A majority of it is African food. Like, so turkey is really like, I mean, it's the, turkey is there, but it's like one of the like the last options really for us. Yeah. Most of it is like African food. Like we have a lot of soups that we can put on the rice and stuff. Soups, I like soup. I like soup. Jake, I what about that. you? What is your dish? Number one, number one, ham, dude. I love me some ham. Mm-hmm, definitely ham. Um, I'm going mac and cheese. Same with Buddy, um, dude. I love some mac and cheese. Like a good home styled mac and cheese. Got some, got that crusted cheese on top. Oh, yeah. Man, get your mouth watering for days at a time. Um, I'm also going with, I really like, in since I've become an adult, I really like dark meat turkey. I'm I'm a big turkey guy. Um, white meat is really dry, but dark meat's where it's at. And then my last one, oh, my God. So, my last one, Adam, you can attest to this. I love, I go to my aunt's every year, and she makes this chocolate cake with chocolate icing with chocolate syrup in it. Man, and it, I tear that, I tear at least three, four slices every Thanksgiving. Um, and 
Man, it's, I ain't gonna lie, I think it's pretty good. I'm I'm so excited I've for been, Thanksgiving. I, I've, been, I've been out there for the chocolate cake. It's been pretty good. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm with you. I'm gonna go with you, Jake. Ham. You can't oh, never yeah. go home with a, a nice ham, glazed and just just glazed and <laughs> woo, it looks yeah. good. Um, I'm not, I've never been a turkey guy. Never. Like, Are you a hunt like a honey ham? Yeah, guy? brother. Honey ham. Yeah, honey ham. Um, ham. Um, me, I like I like casseroles. So a green bean casserole is a, a big one for me. Um, another one, macaroni and cheese, same thing. You know, you got to go with the macaroni and cheese. Um, and my final um pecan pie. Pecan pie is always my all time favorite. You know, I can I love a pecan pie. But you didn't do a dessert. What's your dessert, bud? Does oh yeah, so, let's have one honorable mention. So my my aunt she makes these um we call them donuts it's like well yeah donuts are you so, making donuts at the house <laughs> no <laughs> no but it's like the special I don't even know how to describe it Y'all like got how, Krispy Kreme yeah. like <laughs> rolling up in the house go ahead no but uh she. it's like flour I don't know like how she makes it but it's like twist like y'all know this is gonna sound bad y'all know the uh the poop emoji. Yes. That's what it looks like, but it tastes good. I promise oh, so you. Weird. I promise you it tastes good. And like uh, half half of them she puts sugar on it, half of them is just regular. I like the regular ones, but it, it's good, man. That that's my favorite dessert. What's right. your honorable mention, Adam? No, no, my honorable mention, brother, is pecan pie. I did it for my for my last pick <laughs> my honorable mention. It's so good you got to say it twice. I what's feel your, that. What's your honorable mention, dog? Dude, I got to go with mashed potatoes, dude. American right. classic. I love me some mashed potatoes, especially I actually put cheese in my mashed potatoes. I don't know if that's a common thing, but I love me some cheese. Love me some mashed potatoes. Cheese. Ben came on the podcast and said that his girlfriend hates the idea of cheese. I, I don't know. Cheese. I don't know. I like cheese. If I could be friends. With her. Yeah. With her, yeah. Well, the so, other F for Thanksgiving is football. We had a crazy football week. We got number six, Oregon, losing. Yep. Number six, Oregon. Whew. Justin Sorry, Hubert didn't look good either. Justin Hubert. I mean, technically, he's technically the number one quarterback since two is out. So, well, he. everybody's saying that he's going to probably – he's the most pro-ready Ready. quarterback yeah. in the league. For real, or have, in the college. They have him football. over uh, – uh, was it Joe Burrow? Yeah. Yes. Joe Burrow. The thing about Joe Burrow, he just now, like, start looking good. Last year, he wasn't looking all that hot. Justin Hubert was looking pro ready last but year. But honestly, I didn't know. Like, I had never heard of Justin Hubert until Justin, this year. Yeah. No, nah, he was. I thought he was going to go. Out, I thought he was going to go out last year, but he decided to stay for another well, year. Well, kind of talk, keeping on this football thing, dude. I really like to me Justin Hubert sounds to me like Will Greer in that like Will Greer before like. He's Baker Mayfield year. No, he's last year, right? Yes. So, before, like, Kyler and everybody kind of emerged, Will Greer, like, was supposed to be the most college or pro-ready quarterback, and he kind of just faded into the oblivion, faded to the late that, third, fourth, early fourth round. That was another thing. Will Greer was supposedly supposed to come out with Baker, Josh, Allen, Rosen, Sam Darnold, Lamar, but, like, he stayed at West Virginia for another year, and then he kind of was – kind of slip because 
for some reason, people don't like it. That's, it happens in baseball, happens in basketball, happens in football. People don't like players that stay in the college for more than like two yeah, years. Yeah, that's true. But for me, though, I completely see why he did it. I mean, you go from a Baker, Lamar, like really good quarterback that was draft. Great, yeah. And then you go to the this past draft, which honestly hasn't been hasn't really seemed to be a huge quarterback draft. I mean, you got Kyler, but that's the really only big starter that you have yeah, right Danny, now. Yeah. I mean, Danny. I mean, Danny Dimes, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust no my franchise, Danny Dimes. I think, dude. We we say it a lot. Will Greer needs to be like if they move on from Cam Newton. Will Greer needs to be the next. Yeah, I think Kyle Allen looks really good. I think that's going to be a story in the offseason, like the starting quarterback battle between them two. But to me, I I think that would be a good quarterback battle if they move on from Cam Newton. But as a Panthers fan, and we go through this every week, and it's kind of like a keep up with Cam situation, do you think that they're going to move on with Cam? Or do you – like, Adam, you came came on the podcast last week, two weeks ago, and was like, this is his last season think, as a Panther. I think if it's not his last season as a Panther because the player, as a player, I think it's his last last season financially. You know, they owe Cam. If they keep Cam, they have to give Cam $19 million. They release Cam. They have, they have to give Cam $2 million. That's it. 19 is a whole lot more than two. Do, so. you, do you think that he, like him not as a Panther, do you think that he can – recreate his success that he'd had in the past on a team like the Bears, like the Dolphins, some some kind of mediocre average team? I mean, we were talking about this the other day. Um, the Bears, they, they, they do have weapons. Like, Allen Robinson has had a great year this year. They still got Tariq Cohen, who's kind of having an off year. But, I mean, I, I think he'll bounce back. He's speedy. So, I mean, they got – they got weapons over there, and they still have that defense. Um, another team I kind of like to see Cam on is the Titans as well, because I feel like that backfield would be scary. That'd be a big backfield. You got Dude. six, you got six, 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 two fifty Cam. Then like like six two, six three, like two forty five Derrick Henry. I ain't trying to hit that coach. I'm just trying to tell you that. So speaking of the Titans, I this like legitimately has been burning inside because like everybody's talking about Ryan Tannehill and his like second coming, his new birth. So do you think Ryan Tannehill, do you think Ryan Tannehill is overrated right now? He's underrated or do you think he's on par? Um, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is doing what he got to do. I think he's, I think he needed a new scenery with the Titans. I I really can't get like a real just ranking of what he's on right now, but I think he, I need a new scenery from the Miami Dolphins. And so the Titans, I think the Titans are, you know, I think they thought Marcus Mariota was going to be it. It's, it's, it's kind of sad because that 2015 quarterback class, Jameis and Marcus Mariota, I really like those guys. And they both, I thought they were good. Both of them were going to be really well, both good. Both of them, like the year before, like the year before Jameis was the Heisman, then the year, like the year that they were drafted, Marcus, Mori, Marcus Mariota was drafted. And like, like after that, it just was like, what is going on? Do you remember last year when I said that Jameis Winston was going to be an in, MVP candidate? It was like a couple years <laughs> ago. Yeah. And, and he ended up getting bitched for his magic later on in the year. But, dude, it's just a simple thing. Like, it's just a simple thing. Like, he has 22 touchdowns this year. That's 
two down from the leading leading the leading two guys, Russell Wilson and and Lamar. But he has twenty two touchdowns. He also has twenty interceptions. <laughs> he's got he's got that Eli Manning syndrome. And I'm like, dude, but didn't didn't Eli, like Eli threw like. 20 plus interceptions and won the Super Bowl that year, didn't he? Was it that same year? I think that was the year afterwards. But that's just – how do you throw that many interceptions? I don't know. And I think for Ryan – and I would go with Ryan Tannehill's on par. Um, I think that Ryan Tannehill always is a good quarterback, has been. Even with the Dolphins, he was their franchise quarterback. And I think the thing that changed was – People kind of got tired of the Miami Dolphins being a five and ten team, a six and uh, no, a five and eleven team, a six and ten team, um, and so him having a new kind of atmosphere, a new scenery, kind of what you were talking about, Adam. I think it was really good for him, primarily because I mean he also doesn't have to carry the load. Um, in the Dolphins, he didn't have great, he, he didn't, didn't have, have great, great receivers, he didn't have a great defense, and. Kenyon Drake, to me, is nothing compared to a Derrick Henry. Um, and so he has a good he has a good uh, def- or running back. I think he has a pretty good offensive line to protect him now. Um, his wide receivers are still much to be desired, but I think that he's on par with where he's going to be or where he should be. I could honestly see them winning their division. Like, I, yeah. I can see it because um, – the, Tex- like the, one more, one more. No, the Texans have a tough game against the Patriots this week, and I think the Titans beat the Colts this week as well. Mm. So, yeah, the Colts, are, the Colts just haven't looked like themselves. The thing is, though, is this is something I've never seen before. Like the Colts have an awesome offensive line, so they're giving Jacoby Brissett like five, six, seven seconds. But there was a play last Thursday against the Texans. Jacoby's just sitting back there patting the ball. His receivers are not trying to get open. And, like, if I have seven seconds, what is that going to do? I'm just holding the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Jacoby Brissett is not like a – I don't see him as a very mobile quarterback where he can make plays on his own. Yeah. He he has yeah. – like, he, I wouldn't say that he's a Tom Brady inherent pocket passer, but I do think that he is one of those guys in which can't just be – turn a Lamar Jackson uh, uh, just make space and get a 20-yard gain out of nowhere. Well, yeah, and it's just not fair to the offensive linemen. Like, like I'm an offensive lineman. Jack is an offensive lineman. Yep. Like, blocking for three seconds is hard. Blocking, blocking for seven seconds is nearly impossible. <laughs> nearly impossible. <laughs> and they got, these guys are doing it, like – Consistently, and it's and it's not like in basketball where you're like trying to shoot a shot. Like you have the brunt of a human being on you, and yes. which is literally fighting you to get off of you. Doing anything, doing just about and different the linemen, they can do, they can do, they can scratch, they can pull you, they can do anything to get you off. As long they, I mean, they can't take your pleasure face mask, but that's about it. And it's just like, whoo, like I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. But um, the power rankings came out, and the top teams are. Um, Ravens, Niners, two, Patriots, three, Seahawks, four, and my Aints are number five. Um, what do you think the the top team out of those five teams are? I mean, I'm I'm a little biased here, but I'm I'm going, dude. I was really impressed with how the 49ers just stomped the Packers. They dismantled them, and it was one of those things where, like, yes, we like. You can say it was a fluke. You can say whatever you want. But 
like we shut the probably the best quarterback in our gen in this generation, or at least in the back pass, part of this. Passing throwing, yeah. Throwing he he literally, yeah. like, the be- best passing quarterback in this generation to 104 yards. And, like, yes, our offense, like, Jimmy G's never going to fill up the stat sheet, and we're never going to have, like, a 200-yard running back because we have that running back by committee. But, I mean, dude, our defense is stellar. Like, I personally think the – I might be – a little biased in saying this, but I would personally say that the defensive line for the 49ers are better than anybody in the NFL. Yeah. Just because you have like you literally have a four-headed monster in Nick Bosa, in DeForest Buckner, in uh Eric Armstead, and as well you have Solomon Thomas, who's like on the other side, D Ford. D Ford. Uh you got all these guys in which are huge power power players. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I definitely think that um I definitely think that the 49ers are um, – I think the 49ers are a really good team. I'm going to go my Saints, man. I think – I think my Saints – I think out of all five of these teams, I think Drew Brees is the best quarterback. Yes, yes, his stats are not up where they're supposed to be because he got injured for a couple of games. But I think we're just a really good team. I think we could pass the ball. We showed, we showed that we can run the ball um, with, like, Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. Our defense has been very underrated. Go, I, I know going into the, this weekend, we're in ranked number six. We And I think our, like, 40th straight game holding a, holding a running back to under 100 yards definitely, you know, definitely is a great feat, you know, because we have so many great running backs in the league and we're holding these guys. Ezekiel Elliott, C-Mac, you know, Dalvin Cook. We're holding these guys under 100 yards, which is ridiculous, something they easily get. Do you do you think that still, like, you have these people in which, like, you were talking about Drew Brees. Do you think that Drew Brees is still a top-tier quarterback? Like, you said that he's the best quarterback out of the five that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's better than Lamar right now? Yeah. I mean – I mean, yeah. I mean, people people are always gonna give Lamar like people are always gonna give Lamar like credit because Lamar's just flashy. He is. I he think is. when it comes down to the smartest quarterback, I think when it comes down to the smartest quarterback, um, like the smartest quarterback this year, I think it's like Drew Brees. Accuracy. He's leading the league in accuracy again. And I think he's gonna come. I think he, I think he's gonna break his his record for accuracy, which is seventy four point six for the season. That's ridiculous, guys. Like, and he doesn't have many great receivers. Michael Thomas, he went to he got one hundred eight catches through eleven weeks, which is crazy. And I just think he's the I think he's the great, best quarterback out of this out of this crew. Who do for, you think, buddy? For me, I'm gonna go with uh, the Ravens. <laughs> Arguably the hottest team in the league right now. Um, there, that Marcus Peters acquisition was huge. Like it was huge for them. Like, I think he, he's already got like three picks with them. Two of them were pick sixes, I believe. And that's, that's huge. They got Earl Thomas and obviously Lamar Jackson. I think top to bottom, they're just looking like the most complete team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, they've, They've been beating some good teams also. I mean, I know the Rams aren't all that, but, like, I mean, it's it's not like the Rams are just a pushover. They're still the Rams, you know. They have been, they, they've beaten some good teams. 
They've been some good defenses. Something I'm sorry to like interrupt you, buddy, but yeah. like Lamar Jackson has beaten like two of the top greatest defensive coordinators, Bill Belichick and Wade Phillips, which is not nothing to like just look over. But yeah, long, uh, long story short, I I do think they're the hottest team in the NFL. I think Lamar is the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL right now, and um, yeah, I think they're the they're the best team in the NFL right now. Definitely. And I think that they're going to get put to the test this week. I mean, they're going against, like, Lamar. Yes, he's the he's the best dual quarterback right now. But he's going to be put to the test. I mean, the F- Ravens are going against the 49ers, a rematch of that 48-47 Super Bowl, the Blackout Super Bowl. Um, in I which, call the Blackout Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do not disrespect our stadium like that. It – I just am saying that this, the lights went out during that Super Bowl. And also, by the way, I say this every time, that should have been a pass interference by Michael Crabtree, but I know that you have a long experience with pass interference, Don Collins. Absolutely. So <laughs> I know where you're coming from there, <laughs> but it should have been a pass interference. And our, do you, were, you were at the house with me yes. with, with, when Taj's dad was just like, that wasn't a pass interference call. And, and you dude, wasn't he, arguing with that now, number like, man. He's like 6'6", <laughs> like 300. All right, I'm like, calm down. Nope, I'm taller nope, than that, man. Yeah, that man yeah, likes yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Um, but I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for the Ravens this week. It's going to be also a tough matchup for the 49ers. Um, and it was, this is going to be the first real game in that stretch of games in which we're going to have to go over uh, the Ravens. We're going to have to do the Saints. We got the Seahawks one more time. And we got a slew of games in which could could knock us down from that number one seed. But but I do want to say this. I think you guys started to slew out very well. That 30, 37-8, we're talking about, we're talking about the Packers who – they're also continuing to be number one seed. True. And they didn't look like a number one seed team. Mm-hmm. And on the Packers, on the Packers note, like the Packers, they better watch out because the Vikings had a bye week this week. But the Vikings, they don't want they plan. They have a, their offense is looking crazy. Their defense has always been great. And Dallas, Adam Adam Thielen hasn't been playing. Adam Thielen hasn't been playing. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks amazing. He. Well, to me, I think Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs, to me, are both guys in which are either going to go off or going to be super quiet. And, like, especially Stephon Diggs. Like, Stephon Diggs is one of those guys in which he might have 150, 200 yards one game, but might the next week have 25 yards. Um, and so it's a very hit or miss for the Vikings offense in my mind. I and that consistency inconsistency to me is going to be their downfall when it comes I mean regular season you lose one you move on you win one great but playoffs, playoffs. if you yeah. miss if you lose one you're out um and I think that in, inconsistency is going to be key also dude you Adam or both of you actually played on on defense as a defense when you're shutting people down and when you're like you're limited to, Limiting them to like seven, 14 points at worst, but your offense is just like stand still. How demeaning is it for you as a defensive player of like, of like you're doing your best, you're giving up maybe a touchdown or maybe it might be 14 0 at the end of the game and you've done your job, but as a defensive player, how, what do you feel like? 
going out there every time and your offense is just standstill? I mean, it's it's hard, especially just sitting there knowing you can't do anything. At least with like basketball, you could like you can play both sides, but in football, it's just you just have to sit there and watch and like work your tail off just for your offense not to do anything with the positions you keep putting them in. So yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Um. Well, I play offense and defense, and my off, my defense never stopped anybody. And my offense never went anywhere. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's the same so thing for me too. let me get this straight. So you played on a you played on a team where you got blown out forty nine nothing, and then you scored zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it can go both ways, guys. I think that's the part of football. Like the Chiefs, their defense is their defense is crazy. I think they're. I think the the def- I mean sorry. the defense is sorry. Patrick Mahomes is like probably like, hmm. I'm scoring I score 30, 30 points a game and they're allowing thirty five. That's how we're losing because our defense is not playing well. The on the Bears, we're stopping teams and like we're stopping teams and Mitchell Bisky, he ain't doing nothing. So it's the meaning on both sides. You definitely don't want to be like defense wanna be like offense. How about y'all score some points? Yeah, or yeah. offense and like defense. How about y'all stop somebody? Because it's gonna start turmoil and the like locker room and the team needs to be united. And yeah. you know, and sometimes you got you gotta sometimes it's gonna be where your one unit's not gonna have the other units back. So yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Uh it's you you're one cohesive unit, you win and lose as a team. So I mean, it's just how you improve. But, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with what you're I, saying. I, yeah, and I'm, like, I never played defensive seriously, but I did play offense. And, like, I could see the dread of, like, defensive players of just, like, you get shut out three three and out or, like, three and out a couple times in a row. And your defense comes out there and it's just, like, giving their all, but it's not it's not working. Yeah. Do you think the Seahawks are going to be good? Like, do you think that the Seahawks couldn't make a run for this number one seed? Well, I think – that's what I was about to say. I think the Patriots out of this top five team are the worst team out of this top five team. Really? I think they're not – I think offensively they're not that good. I think defensively – I think defensively they're really good, but defense is going to have to save them. Tom is not Tom anymore. So, would or do you think Tom's overrated now, or do you think that he's kind of – he's not having to play, or what do you think? I just think Tom is – Tom's old. True. Like, like, I just think that's simply what it is. I think everyone's giving him excuses, like, all oh, his left tackle's not playing. All oh, his left tackle's not playing. Oh, he doesn't have any receivers. Or maybe Tom Brady's just getting old. Yeah. I think people just don't want to admit that. Like, Tom's not Superman. Tom's not, you know – Tom's not LeBron James. Like, Tom's 42 years old. We've never really seen that before with any quarterback taking big hits. We've seen that with kickers. We've seen that with, you know, we've seen that with kickers. But that's about it because kickers don't get hit. Yeah. But, like, Tom's 42 years old. But even, like, kickers, they get old. Like, we're seeing that with Adam Adam Vinatieri right now. (laughs) Adam Vinatieri, as much as people want to be like, oh, his power and his accuracy, his leg still looks as strong. No, it doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't look good. And, like, <laughs> the age always wears on anybody. Father, like, Father Tom is undefeated. Yes. I promise yeah. you. Like, yeah. dude. Like, no one's going to ever beat them. He, everybody yeah. looks at Randy Moss like 
and, and we'll talk about this later, like, he's one of the greatest of all time. But Randy Moss, like, people don't realize in that Super Bowl, Randy Moss was, like, our fourth option yeah. in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, like, Randy Moss didn't do anything for the 49ers mm-hmm. when he came with us. And he was at the end of his career. Yeah. And Father Time, like he, he, like you said, Adam, he is undefeated. Father Time, like, like last week, Phillip Rivers looked pitiful. That's just his arm not strong anymore. Because some of those interceptions, if he was 27, 28, and he still had that arm strength to get past that, def- to get the ball past that defender, yeah, he's, that wouldn't have been a pick. He's underthrowing a lot. He's underthrowing a lot. He just doesn't. And it's going to happen to everybody. I think people just need to realize it. I think Tom needs to sit back and be like, I'm old. <laughs> but back to your, your original question. I'm sorry if I'm going down a rabbit trail. But – the Seahawks, they're a really good team. I think – I don't know if the Seahawks are the team to beat uh, the C- the 49ers. I think Russell Wilson can beat the 49ers. I think – I don't know. I don't see the, I don't see them – I don't – I think they're playoff contenders. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I agree with that. Um, and I, I heard this earlier today. Um, Chris Carson also needs to know how to – learn how to hold on to the football I think through, I think through eleven games, he has in NFL. I think through eleven games in NFL history, he has the most fumbles for any non-quarterback player, and I think he he needs to hold on to the ball because he's been having a really good year. But I mean, all it takes is one mistake, one fumble to change the outlook of the game. So that's something they need to work on. Um, Russell Wilson, these past couple games, he's been pretty quiet. Um, but I mean, he's still, you know, obviously the focal point of that team, he's still their heart and soul. So, but I agree with you. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Definitely. I mean, we saw Lamar have a crazy night last night and Russell Wilson is also in the MVP race. Um, I saw you saying, do you think Lamar still in the running or do you think Lamar, not Lamar, you think Russ is still in the running? Do you think Lamar has locked it up? I mean, do you think – yeah. I personally think that Lamar – you said on this show last week that every – like, you said it with Heisman. Mm-hmm. Of every Heisman winner has a game in which he solidifies it. I think, to me, last night was the game in which um, Lamar solidified his reign as MVP. And the reason why is because every, the thing that people forget about is we said it earlier today. Lamar is flashy, and he has those. He is the he has a Patrick Mahomes style of that. He's very not maybe fundamentally sound, but he has flashy big plays, and people love that. And I think that Patrick Mahomes he was he just smoked everybody and was unforeseen in the amount of passing yards and touchdowns. But Lamar, I think that he is the real deal in that he can run, he can pass. Now, I wouldn't say that he's the best passer in the league, but I would say that he is the best by far. By far, I think he is the best two-way player in the league. Definitely. I like that. I like that. And, Jacob, I think you're right. I think last year, I think the – correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, like, the Chiefs go 12-4? and Yeah. The Saints went 13-3, number one seed. Chiefs were not the number one seed in the AFC. Well, they were the number one seed, but we still had the best record in the league. Drew Brees is playing phenomenal ball, and they gave the MVP to Patrick Mahomes because he had fifty and five thousand. 
But I think like it's the flat. I think just simply the flashiness. But also like the idea that like people don't really care unless you're a Tom Brady. People don't care about whether you're fundamentally sound if you don't have flashy plays. Yeah. And I think the evidence of that is Drew Brees not having MVPs because. Drew Brees, there should be no way that one of the top five quarterbacks of all time has, has no, no MVPs. MVPs yes. Like, that just shows us how biased we are as a public to flashy plays, no-look passes, turning a sack into a 25-yard run. Like, there's no way that M- Drew Brees should not have yeah, an MVP. Definitely. Who do you I, think I, is the MVP? I, I definitely agree with that, um, which is why I'm sticking with uh, – Russell Wilson, I still think Russell Wilson is number one. Just because, like I said earlier, he's his running back's been playing well this year, but his running back has also hasn't been able to take care of the ball, which which can change the game. Definitely. And Russell Wilson's been playing through that. He um Tyler Lockett has definitely stepped up. DK is playing out of his not out of his mind, but he he's doing what he should be doing. Dude, DK is a touchdown machine. Yeah, he's yeah. Falling out. But I, I that touchdown to interception ratio is still crazy, and Russell their defense has picked it up. But Russell Wilson is the sole reason why they're um, eight and two, nine and two. Yeah, eight, eight and, and two. Eight and two, yes, eight and two, yes. Yeah. And and I I agree with you. Like I think you brought up a really good point. I think that Russell Wilson is the most valuable player to his team. Like if you look at. If you take away Lamar Jackson, you still have Mark Ingram. You still have a good. You still have Eric uh, Eric Thomas. You still have uh, a couple other people on defense. You still have a lot of good people. Yeah, I was making that argument with someone uh, the other day. Like, if, <laughs> if you take Lamar Jackson off that team and put RG three in the offense that like Lamar Jackson is playing. RG three could run that offense very oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah. RG three is not a slouch. He still has the speed. He still, you know, he still can throw the ball. RG3, I'm not saying he could pass. I think, I'm not saying he could he's start an MVP for it. Yeah, I'm not saying he yeah. can start or for a team, but he's definitely a backup quarterback. I think he can get the Ravens to the playoffs with that defense. You're right. I think you take Russell Wilson off the Seahawks, the Seahawks are just – yeah. Baby, wor- baby birds. I, mean, I, 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 I honestly think if you take Russell Wilson off the Seahawks, they, they could be one of the – Top five worst teams yeah. in the NFL. And I, I just don't know of any – well, there's very few quarterbacks in the league that know, can extend plays like him. Yes. Like, he can make something out of nothing, like, in the just snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I don't think – he doesn't run the ball as much like he used to anymore. He's de- He definitely tries to look for the passing play still. But I think just because what he's what he, what he's doing it with, I think he's doing the most with less there. You know, and you know you got a you got a, you got a wide receiver who people thought would be like a three or four option in Tyler Lockett. You have DK Metcalf, a rookie. You know what I mean? Um, you know, off of the line. You know, average. Chris Carson. I watched that 49 and Seahawks game. Chris Carson did fumble the ball like three times that game. <laughs> and I'm like, Chris Carson, bro. I don't know what you gotta do. Put some stickums on your on your gloves or what, <laughs> but you cannot be rumbling the ball. I mean, and but I think I'm gonna like do my argument real quick. I think the MVP. This is I am all about skill players. I think C Mac or Michael Thomas, one of the two. I think one of those should be the MVP. 
Like C Mac, C Mac is Kyle Allen will be nothing without C Mac. I promise <laughs> you that. And C Mac is just playing very well. Like when he came into the he came into the league, people were saying like he would definitely need like a power back or whatever like that because he can't run up the middle. Like he's running up the middle. He's breaking tackles. He's catch, he's catching the ball very well. And and NFC brethren team. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas has 108 catches, guys, over 10 games. Like, I'm sorry, over 11 games. Like, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. He's averaging like eight. I think he's averaging nine catches a game. He's getting 100 yards. He got another touchdown against the Panthers. And I think I think he's going to get 150 catches this year, which will break the record and the Marvin Harris record, which I think is 137 or something like that. But – and I think that that's, like, I think both of your points are very valid in that, like, it is very hard for a skilled player to have the offense flow through them. Yeah. And I think that right now, because Alvin Kamara has been very quiet, Michael Thomas, as well as Christian McCaffrey, the offense flows through them. Michael, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's particular for me, Christian McCaffrey, in that Christian McCaffrey, like, if you take Michael Thomas off the Saints – you still have Alvin Kamara, which is a prime running back. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not, like, trying to say that Michael no, no, no. Thomas is I doing great. Yeah. But without Christian McCaffrey, like, Christian McCaffrey is having so many touches a game. Yeah. And he's running the ball 15, 20 times. He's catching the ball, like, seven, five to seven times a game. Mm-hmm. And that's just wild, his, like, dual productivity. And defenses are like, we got to stop – we got to stop C-Mac – and that's opening the that's opening up things for like DJ Moore who had a big game against the Saints. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say Jerry's yeah. right. Greg Olson, he I mean, he's been kind of quiet, but he's getting his catches. And Kyle Allen, he looks way good. He looks way good than he should have been looking this year. Good. That was a bad. <laughs> gooder, gooder. He looking way better. Gooder. <laughs> um, definitely lock of the week. Who you guys got? I got Bills or Cowboys. Six-point favorites. So, I am going with um, – I'm going over the Jets, over the Bengals. The Jets are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, but I think that the Jets – the Jets look good against the Raiders. Um, I don't know whether the Raiders just suck. I don't know whether the Jets finally found their mojo. But I think that the Bengals stink and that the <laughs> – Stank. Stank. <laughs> and that the Jets, like – they might have found their group. Now, I'm not saying that they're a playoff team, but they can beat a 0-11 Bengals team yeah. in which hasn't won a game, and their offense has been mediocre at best. Well, breaking news, Andy Dalton, Rev Gun, is back in the starting lineup. They said, Ryan Finley, you stink. And we're going Andy Dalton. Rest in <laughs> peace, Ryan Finley. <laughs> NC State alumni. Um, but – I want to put my little half a cent in there with the Jets. Like, I had the Jets. Oh, I just bit my tongue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had the Jets. I had the Jets at number two. I did the best. <laughs> I had the Jets number two in the AFC East, and I thought they were going to make the playoffs this year. But they didn't have their quarterback for a minute, and then they lost their backup quarterback. And so I thought they were a very talented team, and they just couldn't do it because they lost – they lost Sam to, to Mono, and so I think they need to play well, get some momentum from next year because, honestly, guys, I know Tom's been saying 45, 
But I think Tom needs to go now. Just yeah. so he doesn't tarnish his legacy. Because now he's not looking good. I think I think it'll definitely come down when Tom Brady leaves. I think it'll definitely come down to the Jets and the Bills. I think the Jets are the better team next year. Is And I know this is kind of – and forgive me, buddy, because we'll get to your lock in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that this is the worst year by Tom Brady in his – 20, 21, 22 years. Yeah, I mean, in the NFL. Tom's already. Well, one thing. One thing. Tom's always had like a guy to throw it to. He didn't have that this year. You don't think it, he hasn't in Julian? I think Edelman? Julian Elliman. Yes, but Julian Elliman's not going to go seventy yards down the field like Randy Moss will, or sixty-five yards like um, Gronk will. Or, you know, I think he's a great slot. I don't think he's the greatest slot receiver as Plus Welker was for him. So, yeah. And I think that I think that personally the Gronk retirement, like, put a mojo on the Patriots offense that yeah. we haven't seen before. Because we're talking about one of the probably one of the most dominant tight ends at the – I would say the most dominant yeah. in his prime yeah. ever. And so, like, when Gronk was on the field, you had to pay attention to Gronk. You had to have one of your best safeties, one of your best linebackers on him. Safety, now that he's out Not the just way, one. You have your safety and your linebacker. Yeah. And your corner looking over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and now that he's out, like, that's that distraction is not there. And I yeah. think that Julian Edelman – for, I think Julian Edelman playoff wise is one of the best of all time. But Julian Edelman is not one of the premier wide receivers that yeah. he can just make plays like a Michael Thomas can. Definitely. And I think and it, it's not the Patriots way. Usually when the, someone leaves on the Patriots, the Patriots just replace them. And they haven't done that with Gronk. Um, which is, and another thing that's crazy is Gronk was injured a lot. Yeah. So the Patriots have played without Gronk. Yeah, that's and true. And so. It seems like True. this season is like we need Gronk, but you're 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 locked, buddy. All right, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs over the Raiders. I think if the Raiders can look as bad as they did against the Jets, I think the Chiefs' offense is light years ahead of the Jets right now. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going Chiefs over Raiders. That's a ten, I think. Yeah, ten. Chiefs, Chiefs. Um, now, now this is completely kind of off the wall, but we were talking about Gronk, and it kind of got me thinking about some. And you know how right now they're doing the all like NFL all time team. Who is your? Who would you say is your NFL all time team? So fans, your, we did a I can't deal with this podcast NFL all time team. All time team. Who who's your quarterback? Who are you right, taking so as quarterback? First, we're all just doing one player for each position. So, we're just going to go around. We're going to start with Buddy, and then I'll say something, and then, Jake, you do your last, okay? So, quarterback. I, I got Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is a stat machine, and, yeah, I think he's the greatest ever. Also, did you know that you said you're going to start with Buddy, and then you went first? Start it. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with Buddy, and then, Jacob, you're going to go last. All right, um, I got Drew Brees. <laughs> Um, I'm not really smart. Uh, see, they only passed me in high school because I was a big guy. So they were like, <laughs> you got to get your big ass out of here. Anyways, I'm gonna go with uh, Tom Brady, uh, most winningest quarterback. Got uh, six rings. I mean, enough said. You know, enough said. Mm. I'm going with Peyton Manning, man. 
I'm going with Peyton Manning just because he has the most NFL MVPs. And I think that he is the exception to that flashy rule because Peyton Manning was never going to beat you with his legs. <laughs> Only thing that was flashy and, was that man forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that he, like his five NFL MVPs is by far the most of all time. And I think it's like th- two or three more than the next in line. And that's just wild to me. He's third most in uh, passing yards. He just lost it to Drew Brees and Tom Brady this past year, two years ago, whatever it was. I don't think – I think, I think Tom's like a couple pass away, a couple more yards away from be, getting number two. But Drew Brees is definitely yes. But and then he's also right now, as a, we're saying this, he is still the leader in passing touchdowns, which is something that you can't scoff at. Yeah. Um, in five thirty nine. Now I think, uh, Drew has like five thirty four, and then Tom Drew's might like, have like five thirty three like or something like that. Less than like six touchdowns away, and Tom's like less than eight. So. That will definitely be beaten by the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who do we, we play the Falcons to, uh, tomorrow uh, – a couple of days. We You're might, not getting six touchdowns on the Falcons. We might get seven touchdowns, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> running back. Okay. Go. I'm going to go with uh, AP. <laughs> I'm going with AP. Um, most uh, rushing uh, – most rushing yards in a game in history, like 296. And there was a point in his career – he had like a eight game stretch where he ran for like I think thirteen hundred yards, and I did the math earlier. That's a hundred sixty five yards a game in eight Come in on, an eight game minute. stretch. Why don't I know this? His man won thirteen. This man ran thirteen hundred yards in nine games. In eight games, in nine eight games. games. I think eleven hundred or thirteen hundred. I'm not hundred percent sure. Eleven hundred sounds a little bit better, but thirteen hundred. Yeah, it was. It was probably. Way, I that's think it was eleven hundred. Like, dude, by our standards, like a thousand yards rushing is in a good spot. Like a season, and then yeah, you're he does like, it in like half he's a season. doing that in half the season. That's yeah. just wild to me. Yeah, uh, and he NFL MVP in uh, twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah. So I mean, he Adrian Peterson's up there. He's in his prime. He's probably the best running back of this time. So yeah. I'm going AP. with my I'm going with a single season record holder in rushing yards. I'm going with Eric Dickerson. I mean, AP 9-yard <laughs> short, one first down away from beating that record. But um 2001 uh 2105 yards and AP's really the only person 20, 30 years later, in which has even come close to it. Um, and I think that that is incredible. Eric Dickerson, he was one of the most – not many people t- talk about him as an all-time great, but I think that they should just because, like, that season, like Megatron, that season that he had was phenomenal and was crazy. I think running backs – I think to throw this in real quick. I think running backs are kind of like quarterbacks because – like, the first running back to get 2,000 yards was O.J. Simpson, but people don't call him, like, the greatest. Same thing with Eric Dickerson, 2,000 yards, people don't call him the greatest. And I think that's crazy. He ran Rookie of the Year and MVP of the Year, and, like, people don't call him. At the same same year, I'm sorry, like, MVP and Rookie, same year. Then how do you not call him the greatest? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. One of the greatest. And he never won a ring. So, you know, I guess people are like, oh, you never won a ring? You went on an all-time great team, so – and it's and to me it's sad just how much we depend on having a ring having a ring to like so like it to me like Dan Marino 
is like if Dan Marino had a ring, Dan Marino, Dan still be Marino top would be top five quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. But because he doesn't have a ring, people don't see him as that. Same thing as Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, I would say probably one of the top ten best basketball players, but doesn't have a ring, and so people don't see him as that. Um, and mm. That one was kind of a hot take, but I think <laughs> I think Dan Marino definitely was a good one. Definitely. Um, Who's your running back, Adam? Barry. Enough said. Barry. Enough, enough said. That's it. Yeah. Enough said. Um, tight ends. I'm gonna go Shannon Sharp. Uh, me, me. I'm. Oh, a, I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna go Shannon Sharp because he has three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I was about to say, can we just stop? <laughs> just stop. not. He has three Super Bowl rings. And Shannon Sharp, he he was like a big receiver. Really, technically, he was like a receiver. He was like 6'2", 218, like 229 his whole career. But, you know, he was a really fast, really fast tight end. And when you think of tight ends, you don't think of like super fast. You think of moderately fast, maybe 4'6", 4'7". But this guy running like 4'3 out of high school, you know, he ran track, ran basketball. And he's amazing. I'll still watch his show Undisputed. That's why I think he's the GOAT tight end. Go. Well, I'm going to go with his arch enemy, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, he played college football and basketball in school in California. I forget the name. I know it was a school in California, but yeah. And he I think he has the, rec- he has the records for most receptions and yards by a yeah. tight end. Um like we were talking about earlier, his defense was never great. He ne- he never played on a great defensive team that led to a lot of playoff early playoff exits. But I think just having the most receptions and most yards puts him up there. Yeah. I'm going for my tight end. I'm going with the newest one on the list. I'm going with Gronk, man. I mean, Gronk is the most dominant tight end in his generation and of all time. I mean, you look at, like, he has the most uh, touchdowns per game in NFL history. He has the single season most tight end or touchdowns by a tight end in 17. Like, he was the most dominant. And as we said earlier, you had to have a safety on him. You had to have a linebacker. When he got the ball, you had to just try to go for his knee to try to get something yeah. because – he was fast, but also he was – dude, he could run you over. Oh, like, yeah. he could run over the best safety, some of the best linebackers. Like, he was he was that strong, and he was that dominant when he was in that prime. Now, he did get hurt, and he – like, he was very injury-prone. But in his prime, when he hit that one or two years, three years, where he was the best tight end in the game, you can't argue with that. And something I like about Gronk – well, at first, I think he's a big part. He made that big catch in the, Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl to get Tom Brady his six. But something I like about Gronk is Gronk, everyone knows Gronk loves to party. Gronk is always partying with his brothers, with his friends. He likes to drink. <laughs> he, has a, he has on boatway parties. But, like, you never hear, like, a scandal on, on Gronk. And it shows, True. like, it shows like you can have fun without pulling a woman's, pulling a woman's boobs out of her shirt or – or getting drunk and like hitting a woman, or doing hardcore drugs. I'm not saying Gronk d- probably doesn't smoke a little ganja or something like that, but like ganja. you never you never hear Gronk <laughs> doing like weed or something. It's all it's just simply just alcohol, and he's always safe with it. 
from what I heard, has never been anything crazy with Gronk. And that's why I think he's just great because there's so many people that feel like to have a good time, something bad has to go wrong. No. Sometimes you just have a good time. Yeah. Um, we're going to go defense, defense. Well, before we go to defense, let's talk about our wide receivers. Oh, yeah, my bad. You just jumped right over my wide receivers. <laughs> my bad, man. I'm going to go um, – mine, controversial guy. He guys get in trouble on Mike Gronk. I got Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was one of the greatest, like, route runners ever. Yeah. I think he has some of the most consistent hands ever. Like, with his stunt – with his stunt – with his little thing with, like, the, with his career with the Steelers. There we go. His career. He <laughs> – Big Ben targeted him 982 times over, like, seven years. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, that is. That's almost – you're targeting a person a thousand times. And, like, yes, he did have, like, a, arguably, like, a – let's not go too deep. Top 15. Let's go top – Let's go top 15, top 20 quarterback of all time in Big Ben. Let's call him that. I don't mm-hmm. want to call him top 10. He had Big Ben, but Antonio Brown just looks so great. I thought if he would have been with the Raiders, I think the Raiders, they're 6-5 and five right now. I think the Raiders could have been 8-3 and three with Antonio. I think the Patriots, I think they would have been, I think they would be undefeated with Antonio. But, you know, you know I think, I really hope, I get to see Antonio play one more time in the NFL. I don't want to see him in the XFL. I don't want to see him in Canada. Like, I want to see him in the NFL where he belongs because the NFL has the greatest, the best players in the world, and he's one of the best receivers in the world. Oh, yeah. Where do you yeah. think he would fall? Where do you think he – Oh, he's he, a definitely a top ten receiver. No, I, I'm talking about where do you think that he would fall? Like, where would he play at if he played again? Oh, brother, there's no – you don't know. Like, it just don't know. It just seems <laughs> like once he does, I think, I think when he does come to the NFL, when he does, he's gonna have suspensions because, you know, every time your name's in the, the news, you're gonna have suspensions, and, you know, who knows? It doesn't, you know, who knows? Who you got, buddy? I'm gonna go with Jerry Rice. He his um his stats are sort of inflated because I think he's out of all players in NFL history, he's like top ten in most games played, but I mean. That's that's another boost for him, like just his durability, how long he was able to play, and how like great he was. He's all time leader in receiving yards, and I think Jerry Rice in his prime is probably not on the level as some of these other like Calvin Johnson or um, Antonio Brown. But I mean, his consistency and what he did, it's like you you can't like down the. And something about – some interesting fact about Ray Rice, he never really dropped – Jerry Rice. Not Ray <laughs> Rice, folks. Sorry, not Ray Rice. Jerry You're Rice. talking about getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Rice, I think Jerry Rice, his dad was a, like he, – he laid brick. and Oh, so, yeah, that's right. And so, like, his dad used to throw him bricks, and he used to catch them. That's why, like, catching the football was – Never, never anything to me. He's like, bro, I used to catch brick. <laughs> you could throw me a ball, I would catch and get. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sorry, like that's easy compared yeah. to catching a brick. You're catching bricks at five or six years old, <laughs> just catching them. He's like, daddy. Then at like ten, I was like, daddy, throw me two bricks, and he was just catching them. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> just one in each hand. One in each hand. Uh, 
I'm going to go – so for my wide receiver, I'm continuing on with this trend of dominance, um, and I'm going to go with Randy Moss. Mm. In his time, he was the most dominant wide receiver. Uh, six-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. But to me, the most impressive thing is out of all the wide receivers, all the pass catchers in the NFL history, he has the most touchdowns in a single season with 23. And he beat your your pick, buddy, um, Ray, uh, Jerry, Ry- yeah. Ray Rice. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Um, and 23, like, of course, it only happened 12 years ago in 2007, but that's still – 23, like, 23 touchdowns is ridiculous. Yeah, man. and Tom Brady that year had like 50, 50. or 52. 50 so, yeah. half of his touchdowns are going yeah, to Randy him. Moss. And Randy Moss also, the most hilarious accent I've ever heard. Because you do not expect that voice of Randy Moss to come out of Randy Moss with that southern West Virginia accent. Um, but I think that he is one of the most dominant. I mean, you got you got Moss, which we all played in high school or in middle school or elementary school, which started from Randy Moss, like a, yeah. a global yeah. phenomenon. Started like, like from Kobe, him, from him, like yeah, kind of like Kobe, like a global should, phenomenon. <laughs> started from Randy Moss and him just mossing people. Yeah. Um. By the way, um. My high school, East Mecklenburg High School from Charlotte, North Carolina. Whoop, whoop. We lost to Randy Moss's son. That is Moss, who plays for LSU Tigers now. Whoop, whoop. And had one of the <laughs> best catches of the year. Yeah. Did you see that t- catch? That was a crazy catch, yeah. That was a crazy catch. Um, he didn't really do much in that game. He just caught, like, two passes. And one of the passes for, for a two-point conversion, which, excuse my language, was a dick move. Because they were up, like, they were up, like they scored, and I think it was, like, 48 or something like that. And they're like, we're going for two to get 50. I'm coach like, <laughs> Coach O does not care. <laughs> Dude, Coach O is out for blood, man. <laughs> coach O doesn't care whether he's losing, winning by two, or winning by 100. He's going to have his <laughs> foot on your throat the whole time. Uh, who's, your, who's your defensive lineman? Defensive lineman. I'm going to go LT. I think he's the – I think he – you talking about dominance. I think he – is the greatest player in NFL history. People don't ever call him that one because, you know, he was, you know, doing crack on the sideline. And, you know, calling him the greatest player of all time, the greatest player of all time, and one of the main things he's associated with was crack is no brano, no brano. Oh, yeah. And, dude, and also one thing about LT, dude. LT was a defensive end, but he was also a – Incredible linebacker. Well, no, no, well, like actually, the vice versa. He came in as a defensive end, and like they, like he, LT revolutionized two positions: the outside linebacker rushing, the and the left tackle. Well, of course, the right tackle as well. But the left tackle because, like, the left tackle is a quarterback blindside, and if your left tackle wasn't good, and LT was like a front of your left tackle, like. Bro, like, get your back ready because LT about to be all on that thing. Yeah. Who's your yeah. defensive lineman? I'm going to go with J.J. Watt. Um, he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's the only player in NFL history with multiple 20-sack seasons, which is huge. He's got 96 on his career. Well, think He got drafted in 2011, and he's missed some games. So 96 sacks in his career is it, it's just incredible. And I think in his – 
prime. He's he's just unstoppable. Um, obviously, careers have derailed him. I don't think he's he's not going to be the same player when he comes back. That that peck is huge, but I mean, <laughs> literally and <laughs> literally and figuratively and metaphorically. But yeah, JJ uh, Watt, man, JJ Watt. And something about JJ Watt is, I'm sorry, Jacob. JJ Watt didn't didn't miss game. JJ Watt has missed like full seasons, yeah. dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my defense alignment, I'm going with Mean Joe Green, and the reason why is because he was that like he was that defensive core. He was that defensive captain for one of the best dynasties in NFL history. That iron or that steel curtain in Pittsburgh during the 70s. Um, he's a 10-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ. He's one of the greatest defensive tackles to ever ever play the game. He's not a flashy player. He's never like – he's just one of those hard-nosed, grind-nose-to-the-dirt type of guys. Who's your who's your linebacker? Football. I like that. He's a football player. Like, he is a football player. Like, like he's breaks like, his nose and keeps playing. Yes, he's like, I'm wearing white <laughs> yeah. pants. These pants better be brown and green when I get done. I want to With be a dirty. little bit of red on them. <laughs> yes. I like it, yeah. dog. I like it. My linebacker, um, my linebacker. Um, Mike Singletary. He's the leader of the eighty five Bears, who I think who the greatest defense ever. And like he revolutionized the four six bear. Which you know, if you got you know, I run the four six bear. If my opponent's on the two yard line, like I need to get a safety, I do engage eight. I don't do it all the time. It's a big risk because if somebody just does a screen over me or a slant, it's just or anything pass related yeah. that's quick. You yeah, get, you're, you're <laughs> out. Yeah, you're out of it. But <laughs> I think, and we do engage eight, and you do set that quarterback in the end zone. It's like it's a all right, all right. <laughs> and you, every time you're just like. Mike Singletary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think I think Mike Singletary is a great – he wasn't a great coach. He went with the 49ers and they didn't do much. But I think he's a really, really great, great linebacker. Smart, smart linebacker. That's something you have to be in the NFL. You have to be a smart linebacker. Speaking of smart linebackers, I'm going to go with Luke Keekley. Mm. I think Luke Keekley is the smartest – has been the smartest linebacker since he came into the league. Um, he hasn't had a negative minus 100 yard season despite missing uh, the amount of games he has with his concussions. And also, uh, what's his name? John Beeson. Before Luke Keekley came, John Beeson was our middle linebacker. <laughs> and he, he was actually Keyword, a pretty. W A S was. <laughs> I mean, he, was he was a pretty good linebacker. And then Luke came and said, I'm going to take your spot, and I'm going to change this defense around, which is exactly what he did. And he he doesn't have many sacks. I think he's at, like, 12 in his career. But he's at almost 20 picks for a linebacker, which is pretty good. So I'm going to go with Luke Keekley. That's a good pick. So I'm going um, kind of building off of what you said of how he doesn't have many sacks, but he has a lot of picks. I'm going with the person or a linebacker for me in which does both and is the perfect package when you're talking about dominance, and that's Ray Lewis, um, the the anchor of the, the Ravens' defense. He's the only player in NFL history with 40 sacks and 30 interceptions. He is the second most takeaways by a linebacker, and not only can he do sacks and interceptions, but for five years he led the league in tackles. Mm. And, like, having that – 
that triple threat of sacks, yeah. interceptions, tackles. Like, he could do it all. Um, and to me, like, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, you don't really talk about him picking off the ball. You don't really talk about uh, – you don't talk about Luke Keekley sacking anybody. But Ray Lewis, now, he wasn't probably the best at any of those, but he was that perfect package of he could do all three. And he was also arguably the greatest leader yeah. in NFL history. Dude, when he talks, I just get motivated automatically <laughs> yeah. because he's got that motivational speaker type of attitude, sound to him. Sometimes I just listen to – Ray Lewis speeches and it's just yeah awesome. and when the Ra- when the Ravens came to Baltimore like like Ray Lewis I think he was the first pick of they the first pick they had uh maybe first first second pick they got and like like he set like the right Ra- like have you ever think can you think of a season where the Ravens have had a bad defense true because Ray Lewis set put that put that in their DNA that's the Ravens DNA they're gonna always have a good defense like. Like, first they were kind of hard-nosed, grinding, like, we will hit you in the mouth defense. Now they're very smart, great hybrid hybrid um, safeties with, like, stuff like that. And so, like, um, I think that, like, I think that's just great. I really like them. Um, who's, your, who's your defensive back, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I I have prime, Dewey's Deion Sanders. Um, Deion. That's another enough said. I mean – like Skip Baylor said, you could put a what do they call them? The sack on you could put a sack on him, and he'll still be able to guard any receiver in the NFL. A sack? Yeah. It's like an empty sack, like or a full one. Is it made of bricks? What are, so he can throw Jerry Rice. <laughs> he can throw Rice bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's your defensive back, Adam? I'm gonna go with Richard Sherman. Um, Richard Sherman, like he wasn't really fast, but he's a nice long. Guy, very smart. Did you know he had a 4.0 GPA at the uh, University of Stanford? Did he graduate? I think you did. <laughs> Why are you talking <laughs> in a British accent? Stanford's in the United States. I just think Stanford, I think fancy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think of I think teacups and crumpets. <laughs> dude, you're an idiot, dude. Um, yeah, guy came from... Guy came from Oakland. Dude, come. Oh, I thought you were still on this. The guy came. Crumpet. The guy, he came from Oakland. Um, kind of like near Compton. And he just, really smart guy. Really, really good cornerback. I think he's the leader of the 49ers defense right now. He, he's gotten the four. I mean, of course, of course, the strong point is your defensive line. But that secondary, like, that secondary haven't, hasn't let much go on. Yeah. He also just put like an all time great. His secondary just had an all-time great to 104 yards. Yeah. So, I think enough said about Richard Sherman. So, I'm going with an old-school pick again. I'm going with Dick Lane, the midnight train, baby. <laughs> Dude, he, like, going back to this idea of dominance, he literally holds the record for most interceptions in a season. And not only was it, like, it wasn't his – fourth, fifth season in the NFL. It was his rookie year. Like, in 14 interceptions, still holds the, the record, like, yeah. record, and it's not even been close. Oh. Like, I think the the closest one was probably by him, and I think he got, like, 10 or 11. Now, we're not talking about a quarterback, which is Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning caliber, but 
14 interceptions is still no nothing to sneeze at. And, like, yeah. 14 interceptions also, we're talking about a time where, like, all they did was run the ball. Like, yeah. So, basically, basically like, every the pass five, they threw. Every pass they threw, like, <laughs> you, you throw a dick's way, he's going to snatch that thing. And that's crazy. I, I think that's ridiculous. He doesn't get a lot of credit. I think he played for the Lions, another Lion great who, you know. Didn't do anything good for the Lions. But. One, also, we didn't talk about this guy. Megatron, also super dominant. Also was one of those th- people like Barry Sanders in which, like. Didn't stay long. Didn't yeah. stay long. Retired at 30, 31 years old. I think that if Megatron would have played as long as Jerry Rice played, we would be talking about Megatron being one of the top five greatest of all yeah. time. Well, let me say something real quick. Like, Jerry Rice has 22,000, right? But he also played like 23, 24 years. Yeah. So is that kind of like that's what does I'm he saying. deserve it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like you look at like you look at Barry Sanders, in which played like twelve ten, years, ten, ten years, years, ten years, and he like was one of the league leaders ever. And then you got Jerry Rice, in which nobody's good. I don't think anybody's ever going to touch no, Jerry Rice. Larry Larry Fitzgerald like, at like age like 30, 34, 35, like. I think he's like at like sixteen. I think he's at sixteen thousand yards. Larry about to go home. He's not gonna get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, for for a while at the beginning of his career, I thought if anybody could have, I thought if anybody could have like at least gotten close, maybe Odell, maybe. But he got injured. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 We're gonna switch. We're going to switch real quick because we've been talking about the NFL for a long time. We've been talking about the NFL for an hour. Actually, no, you guys didn't know this, but we talked about Thanksgiving and food for about 11 minutes. So, technically, we've only been talking about the NFL for like 58 minutes. Yeah, that makes it, that makes it so much better. So, we're going to talk about, <laughs> uh, look, men talking about food and football. You know, it's amazing. You know, also we talk about basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Hey. Hey, that was a banger. Hey, that was a, <laughs> one of my first 2Ks that I ever owned. Hey. Um, so, we're talking about the quarter. The quarter's kind of coming up where teams are go, uh, about to like play 20-some-odd games. I guess that's the quarter. So, we have a list of who we think the MVP, the leading MVP race is. It's, we got James Harden. You got LeBron James. You got Luka. And you got Giannis. So, Jake, I'm going to start with you. Um, I'm going to go with the person in which, to me, is having the most impressive year, and that's Luka Doncic. Um, I don't think – I'm going that he's the MVP right now, but personally I don't think he'll be the MVP when it's all said and done just because I think that by the end of the year he might fall off and not have the same productivity. And also we're talking about a guy in which is still very young, so it's very well possible that defensive figure out Luka Doncic. He's 20 years old. Yeah. Dude, also, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this. You guys are all young guys. Has it dawned on you that the same, like, people your age are getting paid millions of dollars? Jacob told me this a couple years ago when he was 19 years old. He was like, I don't like the fact that Jason Tatum's 19 years old. No, it was Ben Ben Simmons was the same age I was. Yes, Ben Simmons is the same age as Jacob. And Jacob's like, I don't like the the fact that Ben Simmons is making a million dollars right now. And I'm, I'm broke I'm, as a joke. I'm broke as a joke <laughs> in college. Yeah. But I think about that stuff. I mean, I mean, 
I'm not trying to get religious or anything like that, but all of us are religious. Technically, we are in a church right now recording. But I think God all, I think God, like, my bad, sorry. But I think God all has a plan for us. And I think, Jacob, I think you're going to be a great teacher. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Ben Simmons is dunking on people right now, but he's not making an impact in anyone's life. Or three. Except that one. Well, he's not making an impact behind the three point line either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, my man, my man Ben Simmons, uh, three point percentage is 100. percent Just dude. Well, he now nah, he chucked up a three the other day. <laughs> a fadeaway three with like eight seconds left. <laughs> dude, Ben said like no when he was at LSU like Ben Simmons. He, after when he turned 19, he like made like a m- couple million. And for me, when I was 19, my biggest accomplishment. Cause I got my license. <laughs> <laughs> I got my license at nineteen too, dog. So, but um, I think I think kind of going back to the original point, I think Luca's the probably having the best season right now. But I think James is to me James is probably going to win it all overall. But for me, Luca is my quarter pick. I got James. Like uh, James is averaging. 38.4 points. He's about to average 40 points. Like, he's about to average 40 points. And he's getting it to, he's getting it to where he's distributing the ball where Russ is getting his – Russ is getting some love too. I think I love James Harden. I think James Harden will go down as the greatest scorer ever only because he doesn't play defense. So, people are always going to look down on him. And, like, people are going to call him he's not a killer because he doesn't have, the, you know, that – Killer instinct where he played defense and all that, but he's averaging thirty-eight. That's all I gotta say. Thirty-eight point four points a game. Oh, here we well, go, Gabe. I'm gonna go. Said, I'm gonna go with Giannis. I want to be NBA player. I want to be NBA Giannis player. Giannis is averaging thirty-one points a game, thirteen point nine, fourteen rebounds a game, yeah, and like seven assists a game, just about. Those are all it's above. Six, it's six point two. Thank you, sir. Not about seven. Just, just saying. You can go those, on. those are all more than his MVP numbers last year. Mm. His team has won eight games in a row without their secondary option, Chris Middleton. And Giannis last night just dropped fifty points and fourteen rebounds, one of two with zero turnovers, which one of two players do that. The greatest player of all time in Giannis. Enough said. Who is the greatest player of all time? Michael LeBron. Jordan. Oh, no, we're not doing this today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, I'm, I think we should talk about LeBron too. LeBron James averaging 25. He's averaging 11, 11, point, 11 assists, which is two more assists than any like the second person player. He's really, I think he's really learning how to not be the number one. AD's the number one player in LA the Lakers right now and I think LeBron's okay with that I think that LeBron I think he's doing what he has to do to win they're 15 and 2 15 and 2 they look great I can't wait for this Lakers versus Clippers game um you know I'm gonna be you know on the other side of the country so I'm not gonna be with you guys when that game happens but like I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna watch that game to the entirety that's gonna be a really good game, and I just can't wait because we got a full PG, you got a full eight, full, uh, you got a healthy uh, AD, you know LeBron, Kawhi. Uh, I just think you know whoever wins that Christmas game, 
I think they're going to have the West in their hand. I think, yeah. Also, I know this is completely off topic, but when you were talking about AD being the best, I got in a rabbit hole in my head of how DeMarcus Cousins and AD were the best. Dude, do you think that DeMarcus Cousins signing with the Warriors was as, like, snake-like as KD signing with the Warriors? Uh, I I don't think it was just based on the fact that um, DeMarcus, at that point, he just needed somewhere to go. And, like, I, I think the only teams that were offering him anything at the time was the Warriors and the Pelicans. And he wanted – he did want a ring, but I think KD's was just like yeah. that was just like KD's so just like backstabbing, like screw Oklahoma City, screw you, Russ. But I don't know though, dude. The reason why is like to me, KD he was going for a ring, but like AD at the All Star game wearing that man when Demarcus, Demarcus Cousins, oh, Cousins yeah, yeah. tore his ACL, like AD was wearing that man's jersey Achilles, and like Achilles, Achilles, whatever it is. It's in the leg somewhere. Don't know where. That's for engineering people. But <laughs> it's 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 in the back of the leg. I know. <laughs> on um, the ankle. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I think that to me, Demarcus Cousins, like you kind of just left your team high and dry. And like I know that KD did too. But like to me, Anthony Davis poured his heart and soul. And trying to keep DeMarcus Cousins there. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Russ, without KD, it, still flourished. And mm-hmm. I, I – I, I, what am I trying to say? My mama, I, my mama, <laughs> my mama said. I, I think, like, deep down inside, I feel like they both didn't want to play with each other. Because I feel like Russ really? – I feel like Russ wanted to be the guy and thought he always – Are you talking about KD and, KD and Russ? Yeah. Okay. And I think KD always – KD knows he's the guy. Like, I mean, it's KD. Yeah. But I think Russell, Westbro- Russell Westbrook wasn't getting – he didn't feel like he was getting enough credit that he deserved. I think OKC, the French, I think they wanted Russ over KD. Because at the end of the day, I think Russ is a better leader than KD. Like, I think Russ was the leader of that OKC team. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think, I think, I think, I think. Simple thing: the the Marcus Cousin thing. The Pelicans at the end of the year, they were like, "We're gonna give you the max. If we're, we're gonna give you the max free agent." They told me he tore his Achilles, and they didn't give him the max. And I think he felt hurt by that, and so he was like, "All right, well, screw y'all, screw the NBA. I'm gonna go where it can kill all y'all. I'm gonna go to the Warriors, and it didn't work out for him. I think on." I think with the KD thing, they wanted they wanted um, Russ to be the guy, and Russ was like, Russ Russ is not KD, and KD was like, okay, well I'm gonna go where I can be the guy. The Warriors wasn't the place he should have went if he wanted to be the guy because the guy for the Warriors will always be Steph, but yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think KD was just ring chasing. Like, he didn't care. I think at that point, he didn't care about being the guy. He knew that anywhere he went, he was going to get his. Now, he didn't care about being a leader, and he doesn't still care about being a leader. leader. But, like, him, at, I feel like 
at his the point in his career, he only cared about one thing, and that was his ring because we base how good somebody is based on a on rings on yeah. rings on blings, and I just think one last thing before we wrap up. I just think there've been so many like great teams that have been destroyed because there's been two really great superstars, and one of the superstars is like I'm the guy, and the other dude's like. No, you're not. Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Penny. People don't know that the Magic, like, they there was a poll. They the Orlando City did a poll, and they were like, "Who's more important to the the Magic, Penny Hardaway or Shaq?" And when Shaq saw that, he was like, "All right, bet I'm gonna go to the Lakers next time I get out of here." He went to the Lakers, got a hundred million dollar contract, and that team never got to be what it what it was gonna be. Because of Penny's injuries and because of Shaq wanted to be the guy. He went to L.A. He was supposed to be the guy. Kobe was like, no, I'm the guy. You know, then he had to leave again. And I just think egos, a lot of egos in the NBA, not so much in the NFL because there's so many players. But I think egos in the NBA, because there's only like 15 guys, if two superstars are like, no, I'm the guy and no, I'm the guy, that's when things about to go downhill. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And and one more one more example also with the Celtics and mm. Kyrie Irving. It was like Kyrie versus like pretty much the, the Celtics team. team. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> the Celtics team thought we're the guy. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without you. Kyrie's like, "Bruh, y'all together not better than me." So, <laughs> yeah. Right, this yeah. Um, buddy, you got your girl this week, boy. What you say to her to get her? Man. <laughs> what you say to her, man? What you say to her? Something simple. I just told her you you cute, you know. Just something simple like that, you know. Did you really say that? that just was, you cute, you know. No, I'm I'm not going to say everything I said. I'm not, no. no, you got to say it. No. Did, hey, we we are very transparent with our listeners. Also, by the way, shout out to my John John Major. Hey, hadn't heard from John Major in like four years. Hits me up today and was like, hey, man, I listened to the podcast. Hey, this is dope. And I'm like, dude, hey, shout out to John Major. Dude. John, wherever you're at in the world, bud. We appreciate you, dude. Hey, that made my day. But sorry, buddy. Go go ahead. I just had to shout out my you boy John. The whole thing out there. Just tell her. Just just give a yeah. Generation. Just give a good gist. Not you, cute. Long story short, how you been? Been a minute since we talked. We should get together and talk some more sometime or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much uh pretty much s- simple as that, you know. And she said yes. Yeah, because yeah. buddy, because buddy was like. Hello, mama. What's up? And she was like, <laughs> not much. And the buddy was like, you trying to get, you know, trying to go some food? And she was like, yeah. You trying to get some food? <laughs> <laughs> so right. so have y'all, have y'all like went any further? Like, have you talked about where you're going to get meet up or if you're going to get food? Not yet. I mean, we got Thanksgiving break coming we're up. Still, we're still in the beginning stage. Yeah. 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 Hey, ba- if- hey, 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 baby steps, baby steps. They they end up together. You heard it here first, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much. This has been an extra extended time. We thought we'd give you a little something special because Thanksgiving coming up and all that craziness, craziness. So uh, thank hey, you. Uh, Y'all have a good week. And uh, week. don't forget to 
tell somebody that you're thankful for them. Yes. And when you tell them, also tell them to listen to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. podcast. Oh, smooth, bud. I feel you, boy. I just want to say something to you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. I am thankful I'm, for I'm, you guys. I'm thankful for this podcast, and I'm thankful for the listeners. Because we could be, list- we could be doing this literally zero views but we got we got a couple a couple <laughs> hey but a couple we a hey, the couple that we do have we're we love you for we honestly hey for real like the people who listen to us every week blabber blabber into a microphone like we really appreciate it appreciate it appreciate definitely, it definitely so this week this week um you know get fat relax Watch some football. Unbuckle your pants. <laughs> hey, that's the first thing I do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Unbuckle your pants. Yeah, unbutton your pants just so you're hey, you're Ready in the you're in the free food spirit. All right. <laughs> All right, See guys. Y'all, y'all have a good All week. Right.